Um, I'd like to start by making a statement to the House. Thank you. You will be aware of investigations going on into uh, planning meetings for mid-faith crisis mm. that might have looked from the outside like parties. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. I can see how people might have got this impression because of the presence of cake mm. and alcohol mm. and uh, a DJ and uh, a disco ball, hot tub and a pole dancer. Mm. It's a natural mistake. Yeah. I ought to clarify at least about the pole dancer. His name is Ladislas and he was teaching us the mazurka. So that's, uh, that's very important. <laughs> These obviously were not parties. They were work <laughs> meetings. And this is the kind of things we need to be creative for this podcast. Thank you. Um, in due course, I will, of course, be publishing the full report, including 300 photos, several engravings and a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> but uh, for now, <laughs> that's all I have to say on the matter. Thank and you. And I, I intend to carry on. Good. Do just that. Welcome, everyone, to episode now. Hang on. Thank you. Hold oh, on. Yeah. Hold See, on. Last week, we hit a new low in terms of the introductions, <laughs> we? Didn't did, we? and I feel responsible, but naturally I won't accept any responsibility. Well, you did give me a hard time for how bad my introduction was, <laughs> and uh turns out that you'd put the wrong episode number on top of the uh, running order. I had. I jumped ahead of myself. I'd advanced it twice. <laughs> so welcome again. To episode 187 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. Or is this really 186 and we recorded out of order? I'm confused. Oh, who knows? <laughs> I just don't who? know anymore. Is it actually 13 before episode two? It is now, I, I think. I think it is now. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, episode 187 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. My name's Nick Page and there is Joe Davis. Hello. Hello. It's great to be uh, here. Um, how are you? Oh, well, yeah, all right, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, in a world of bad news, mm. soaring energy prices, did you? I, I think it's good to have some good news, and the good news is that the oil company Shell's profits are up 14-fold today. Oh, that's So good. that's nice, because I was worried about them. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, I mean, it's good news after good news, really. Jeff Bezos, I mean, obviously we've been in prayer for him because his <laughs> new luxury yacht is so large, they can't actually get it out because the bridges are too low, but it doesn't matter, it turns out. <laughs> been a marvellous answer to prayer there, and they're going to uh, take down the bridges that are in the way. So that's Excellent. lovely, the heritage bridges that mean so Which, much to the people. I haven't seen this new yacht. Is it? Is it... A is it the same kind of shape as his rocket? <laughs> I, I sort of hope so. <laughs> Don't you? I hope every, every... Wouldn't it be great if every vehicle he had was basically shaped <laughs> yeah, like it? It would be, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't say. Mm. Anyway. No, I'm OK. I'm, I'm worried about my brother. Bless him. He's not very well. I think I told you he's, he's got this kind of like diagnosis that wasn't particularly great. And then just before Christmas, he slipped over and totally smashed up his shoulder, which is uh, being reconstructed. And then he got COVID last week as well. So oh, bless wow. him. He is feeling sorry for himself and who can blame him? And I'm looking forward to seeing him 
because uh, as you know, we are going up soon, but that's not till the end of March. So, yeah, there's there's stuff going on. I'll tell you what I did that was great, though. This genuinely is good news. I mean, the other stuff's good news if you're, you know, a, a shareholder in Shell or Jeff Bezos. But <laughs> but I so I took some time out. I just decided I needed some time out. It's quite busy, blah, blah, blah. Who isn't? Um, and so I went to Rye Harbour and then Dungeness. And I had a bit of a first for me. I had the best view I've ever had of a bird called a merlin, which, as you know, is the smallest falcon we have here. And uh, I saw this bird dive over the bushes, thought it might be a female blackbird. It was brown. It swooped so quickly, couldn't really see. And just sneaked round. And there it was on a post, nice and close. And uh, that was a, a big thrill, uh, if you're me. So that was well, I lovely. I thought they were summer visitors, but... Uh... Oh. No, that's hobbies is that hobbies hobbies i think probably yes. are, yeah. yeah so that was right. very Excellent. exciting and mm. then i'm um, you know changing my theme i think uh but we are we going to talk about that later or we so? are I think, yeah okay. i think we should yes yeah okay so yeah changing my theme been thinking about that stuff but no i'm i'm well grateful to be alive hobbling like a crazy person on my massively painful ankle and that's all there is to it so mm. that's me how are you <laughs> Uh, well, I'm a little bit under the weather, actually. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a bug or maybe it's just uh, age or maybe it's just boredom. I don't know, really. <laughs> All the good news. <laughs> but I felt on... Uh, a couple of days ago, I just in the afternoon, I felt like all the energy just drained out of me. Oh. You know, like, I think you were saying this a while back about the battery. You know, like Oh, yeah, you know when just, your batteries run low. Just depleted, yeah. So a little bit under the weather, but apart well, from that, uh, you know, I'm okay. How are you going to charge that battery back up? Do you know what to do? Um, no. Rye Harbour, no. I recommend. Okay. Marvellous place Well, I mean, um, uh, my my friend, I played squash this morning, so I'm not that, that unenergetic. Oh, okay. But, you know, uh, my, my friend friend of the show, Steve, who I play with, the GP, he was saying, you know, well, maybe it's vitamin D, take some vitamin D. Yeah. So I might do that. I think it is sun. I need a bit of sun. Yeah. You um, you know, any momentary sunshine we get, I sort of rush outside and mm. worship um, yes. in, in my yes. own unique way. Yeah, I wish you wouldn't. I know, I <laughs> yeah. know, but it's how I it's how I express things. Okay, and work and life. Yeah, yeah, all right. I had this interesting experience the other day because um, I was in a meeting and it was being sort of led by well, uh, an amazing lady, but she's she's an artist but also a worship leader. But she does this, she just sort of sings the Bible at you. Oh. It was very, it was very penty, kind of charismatic kind of okay. stuff. Okay. You know. Mm. And it was a bit mad. <laughs> and and I just wanted to leave, really. I was just sitting in there thinking. I hope she's not listening. <laughs> I want to, no, she was amazing. She is amazing. But just like the style was not, you know, where I'm at. And, and it was, it was... And I just wanted to leave. And then I thought, I felt like, I felt a sort of sense that, no, you've just got to stay. Just just mm. stop being childish. And, oh, I and hate that voice. And stay. <laughs> you know, don't pretend to need to go to the loo or something like that. But <laughs> just, just, and I, and I did. And I stayed. And, and it was great. It was good. I heard it. I had a really, you know, someone else said something that really spoke to me. And it was really important. So, I mean, oh. the virtue of... Of you know, occasionally, even though every part of you kind of wants to move out and 
and go somewhere else. Mm. I think sometimes it's good for us to stay. So I learned that. And also, I watched... I don't know if anyone's been watching The Green Planet. Have you been oh, watching The Green yeah, Planet? Oh, yeah, I love it. It's extraordinary. That Attenborough, he's a, he's a new face. He's a find, he, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's quite good at that stuff. He should I do think, more. I think he's got a career ahead of him as this. Um, and so anyway, so BBC series, if you can yeah. get hold of it wherever you are, um, looking at plants, absolutely amazing. And the one that mm. really struck me was... Uh, last, I think it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, the um, the fire lilies. Did you see? Oh those? yes, I know. That... And they have this enormous sort of bushfire in uh, in yeah. South Africa, I think it is Africa, and um, and everything's devastated. And but the yeah. fire lilies been waiting for that moment waiting to grow. For the fire in order. Yeah, to... yeah I know. It's, it's fourteen ex- years know. or something. It yeah. hasn't been. Hasn't, it's been dormant, yeah. and then suddenly it springs up. It's extraordinary. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, what a metaphor, really. What a great thing, you know, mid-faith crisis. You know, maybe it's just yeah. a chance for the fire lilies to grow in your life. Yeah, uh, that's great. It is yeah. astonishing. No, that's. And I was also good. reading a book about that kind of thing called a book called Islands of Abandonment by a journalist called Cal Flynn. It's an okay book, but what's interesting about it, she goes to all these abandoned places, you know, places like Chernobyl and uh, sort of old desert towns in the, in America and all kinds of places. Mm. And everywhere she goes, she finds that nature is burst back into life. It's quite interesting, yeah. really. Yeah, it's quite great. hopeful, really, that's in a way. Good. That's a good metaphor. Can I just suggest that people switch off now? Because that's a really inspiring thought. And, you know, <laughs> mm. might be the best bit of the podcast. <laughs> well, it's all downhill from here. Generally, it's all downhill from the opening. And, uh, uh, oh, but it's uh, anyway, not because but... we've got some good feedback. So that's good. OK, that's good. Great. Well, anyway, that's me. That's just, just what right. I can do. So well, uh, any church notices that we need to engage with? Well, kind of. Yeah. Um, Jessie wrote in. And she said, I'm thinking of coming to the Lee Abbey event. Do you know roughly what the format of the week will be or any more details than are on the website? There's not a lot of info about, to be fair. So I thought Jesse had a good point about that. Um, so maybe we should say that you kind of arrive on a Monday yep. and you leave on a Friday morning. So first first up, it's, it's only three full days. And yeah, that's worth saying. And then how the day those days work... Uh, you know, obviously we have delicious food and all that sort of thing, but we tend to do teaching sessions in the morning and leave the rest of the day free. Afternoons, we tend to just have some very roughly organised walks and things like that. It's so beautiful there. So Lee Abbey is located between sort of Minehead and Ilfracombe, right, right in the middle of those two spots on the North Devon coast. It's stunning. It's beautiful. And, you know, the idea of the is to treat it as a retreat rather than a conference where you just go and hear talking all the time. I can't think of anything worse, uh, by the way. But um, but basically... You should, you should try being sung at by an artist. <laughs> I, I haven't, but maybe we should do a little bit of that. I don't well, know. Maybe I'll burst into it. I but the know. Lee Abbey community invite you into their community and, you know, you're with them and you do that. But there's also lots of freedom. So teaching sessions by morning, walking, relaxing by evening. And I seem to remember having a glass of something in the evenings. And as dusk arrives, the uh, the short-eared bats, is that right? Yeah. Uh, that, that come yeah, out, that are like protected that. Yeah, species, but they actually nest under the property, which is quite extraordinary. So that's rather lovely. Um, and yeah, so it's nicely paced, I always think. 
Well, I think you can do what you want, really. Yeah. That's the thing. Although they do, they do put they do put stuff on and they put on sort of morning mm. devotions and things like that. But you, nobody has to engage with it. And our our sessions, um, obviously, they're incredibly uh, well planned at this early stage because we're oh, yeah. we're so ahead of the game. Uh, but we we generally try and keep things a bit more conversational anyway. And yeah. so part of part of the joy of the week is just getting to know people and you know yeah. having those having time to. Have those deep conversations with people and think yeah. about things that matter. Exactly. So, uh, so come along. There's still some spaces there, as I understand it. Um, so, please, please yeah, do book in if you fancy it. I mean, June should be reasonably warm. Well, warmer than it is now, anyway. Yeah, the rain will be lovely and warm. So, actually, we've I've nearly always had good weather down in. Oh, don't say that. Don't say. I know. That. I know. No, actually, now I come to think of it, I have led one once where the sheep were being blown horizontally. <laughs> yeah, past the wind. Sort of February like sort of time. Tumbleweed, but actually yes, a sheep. Yes, it was this sort of bleat. <laughs> and and this thing flew past in the in the rain. <laughs> so maybe, maybe not. But last time we were there, we had really good weather, didn't we? So yeah, we did. Anyway. So well, good. good. So, feedback. Right, okay. So, Andy says this. He says, Hi, Joe. I've been listening to the podcast for a while now and enjoyed it and found it useful. Up until the last couple of weeks, I didn't think I was having a mid-faith crisis, though. For one reason or another, I now think I might well have been having one all along. I need to <laughs> reflect a bit more on that, though. I was actually writing about what it means to bless God. Like Nick, I've never really understood this and have put it on the same shelf as song lyrics I don't like to sing, but listening to the podcast on the train this morning, I had a bit of an epiphany, which attracted some odd looks from other passengers. What <laughs> if, thank you. What if blessing God just means that we make him smile? I overheard my sons talking the other day and Jacob, the elder, was helping the younger with his maths homework. It made me smile. I would say that it was a blessing to hear Jacob being patient and having compassion for his brother without being asked. It might not be all that blessing God means, but I suspect God is blessed when we act more like Jesus than normal. It also fitted in with Nick's amazing poem. I find it easy to feel discouraged as a parent. I'm sure that says more about me than my children, though. So it's great to be reminded to focus on the signs of God along the way. Keep up the good work. And that's from Andy. Yeah. That's good, isn't it? It's very good. I mean, the first thing is very important to say is obviously if you haven't uh, got a, a full-blown mid-faith crisis, <laughs> we can provide you. We with can one. help. Yeah, we can help. That's quite clear. That's what we're here for. Post. You know, you don't think you have, but by the time you've listened to one episode, boy, <laughs> yeah, deep in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that, and I like I like that idea of of making God smile. That's that's mm. nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's good. And it also reminded me of that, that thing about guidance that Dallas used to teach. That You know, when he came in from work and his kids were around, he didn't mind where they were. He didn't mind if they were in the garden or mm. in the front room or upstairs, but he cared about how they were treating each other and everything. I always thought that was really lovely. And, you know, I think that's just a warmer, more loving way of thinking about the divine than, you know, angry, judgy person. I think that's really good. I think that idea of God being, God smiling, as it were, Mm. Uh, you know, when we when we become more Christ-like in those moments. I think that's great. That's really encouraging. Yeah, thank you for that. Okay. Uh, jo wrote in, and she wrote us a beautifully email, and it was describing her journey with grief following the loss of her twins and, and some of the problems of people not being able to just sit with it, but, you know, trying to fix mm. it. And, you know, we talked about this the other week. At the right time, uh, she determined to practice thankfulness, and she started this kind of 
thankfulness posts daily on Facebook, uh, which she kept up. She didn't know there was going to be a pandemic, but she kept it up for sort of all of 2020. And wow. then, then she, she talks about how it blessed not only her, but others. And, and nearly sort of three years after it began and quite by accident on my part, she says, I find myself with a thankfulness ministry on Facebook of all places, which is quite extraordinary. <laughs> and then she said, in the last few days, I've almost begun to feel that God hasn't totally abandoned me. I always knew she hadn't gone anywhere, but sometimes knowing and feeling are very different things. The two podcasts I've listened to today are really helping that process. So thank you. I became a Christian when I was nine at a time when my parents were very anti-Christian. And throughout my teenage years, I knew that I was a Christian because God loved me. But it was quite hard to find out more. Reading the Bible without any context only takes you so far. But one of the things that really helped me to get to know God in those early years was poetry, especially uh, Gerard Manley Hopkins and specifically Glory Be to God for Dappled Things. So thank you and Nick for helping me to feel that God still sees me. God knows the whole of me and God cares. Thank you for the midwife crisis, she says. That's love from Joe. Oh, well, thank you, Joe, for, uh, for writing in. Yeah. Yes, I think I think that's the thing is sometimes we think, you know, we're supposed to focus on, you know, the, the official ways, the Bible. You know, mm. that's the official mm. way to find out. Obviously. And, you know, that's the the proper way or church services. Mm. And I think if there's one thing that we discover through the podcast is that people encounter the divine in all kinds of ways. Yeah. And uh, and, and those are good ways. You know, they're yeah. not, you yeah. know, poetry, art, beauty, nature, all these yeah. things. Those are great ways. Uh, conversations. They, they, they're, they're all holy ground. You know, there's, it's not limited to one type of encounter, really. Oh, Nick, you're so liberal now. I feel you've really lost your way, haven't you? I have. I, have. I just, I think I, you, you carry on and I'll go and rebuke myself in a corner. <laughs> Thank you. Well, listen, now, now we've had a wonderful email in from Becca, but I think we're going to, we're going to finish with it, aren't we? Is that right? Is that what yes, we said? Yes, yes, yes. yes. We're going to finish with it. Well, that... well planned, yes. Thank so, you. Yeah, no, I think we're finished because it's got a poem. Talking of poetry, it's got a poem. So we're going to end with another poem by somebody yeah. else. It's it's all poetry these days, this podcast. Isn't it? I know. It's interesting how that's gone. Incidentally, lots of lovely feedback from your poem from last week, by the way, which obviously I'm not authorised to read out because you'll shrivel a little bit. So but well, that's, that's good. great. Thank you, everyone that wrote nice. it. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone. It's very kind of you. Yeah, good. Okay, so, uh, so well, I mean, there's not much to say other than uh, I wanted to talk about changing my theme a bit. Yes, but I mean, obviously, it has been what three weeks since you set it. Four weeks, <laughs> yeah, if that. Exactly. So, yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, time time for a change. <laughs> that theme about losing weight. I've changed my mind. <laughs> my body has changed its mind. So you were, I mean, to be fair to you, you weren't very certain at the beginning. No, no, and, I wasn't. Um, and, and we've said all along, the theme, you know, doesn't yeah. have to be a year. No. For, for uh, you know, I have to say my sort of at theme is going very well. Oh, good. Are you sorting I'm, it out? I'm sorting loads of things out. Are mate. you? Yeah. That's impressive. Well yeah. done. What have you sorted out so far then? Um, well, I've I've sorted out a load of uh, possessions, got rid of a load of possessions. Great, good. I'm um, sorting out a load of uh, writing work that I'm doing. 
uh, and I'm get, getting back into certain practices that I that I've sort Good. of neglected really. Good. So yeah, it's that's going all right. But let's go let's go to to the problem or one of the pair, which well, is you. Yes, uh, thank you. So, <laughs> <laughs> as always. So good news was your sort of theme, but, well, but yes, you want to. I haven't Nuance abandoned it. it in the sense that no. I think it's a great idea to wake up every day and say, how can I be good news today? And I, I don't yes. intend to stop doing that. Um, but I don't know that that should be a theme. I think that's just a statement. I mean, I, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wake up every day. Yeah, it's I'm, pretty I'm, much a life calling. Really, yeah, exactly. It? So, so, I mean, and it's very similar to that. How can I bring hope each day? I mean, those two mm, are very mm. similar in my mind. But I think what what was happening you know, with the uh, now fa- famous epiphany. Yes. Was yes, indeed. Was was exploring this idea of acceptance. I don't like... I've, I've got a bit of a problem with the word acceptance because it sounds passive. Like, mm. I don't think I'm called to accept injustice, for example. Um, so, so, you know, but I know that there's there's something here I want to explore. And then, lo and behold, thinking about the prayer of serenity and all those sort of things, it did seem obvious that actually perhaps what I need to call my theme is exploring serenity rather than acceptance. And, you know, Mm. the the first line of that, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. So I thought that maybe it might be wise for me to, A, say that every day um not long after i've said how can i be good news but you know to to say this prayer Mm. every morning and and to memorize it and to really try and go back to it throughout the day now is this something i need to accept is this something i need the courage to change Mm. and you know can i can i discern that sort of wisdom i know what you mean i mean acceptance sounds like that kind of sort of eastern thing kind of you know where you just sort of hover slightly above the ground and and Mm. let the world go by and let people do what they and 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 i i agree i think that you can't do that with injustice or you shouldn't do it with injustice. no and i don't want to do that with injustice and also it implies that you know i don't know if 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 bad things come your way that somehow you just accept it as your lot do you know what I mean? That that's what God wants to do to you. Yes. Kind of stuff. Yes. Uh, and I don't think that's right theologically, anyway. No. Well, I I kind of want to delve into the theology okay. a bit of this because I was I don't know how to how to launch into this, but let's just say, look, here's how I used to think. I used to think, as a young Christian man, something bad's happening. What I need to do is ask God to change it. And I would invest hours of prayer listing to the divine everything that was wrong and what, you know, he ought to do to sort it out. Sort, sort it, it out, out, God. You know, this is bad. Sort it out. This is bad. Sort it out. And, you know, I think reflecting on the epiphany, I was reflecting on your poem that you wrote and, you know, it's not a surprise to me I had an epiphany. You know, Inside Out is still one of my favourite films from Pixar, uh, which, as you know, is all about joy and her relationship with sadness oh, yeah. and That's how the right. two of them yes, need to get together. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a fantastic film. 
Um, and I've always loved that poem since I first heard it, the roomy guest house poem, which is, again, a similar thing about welcoming everything into your life. So so it's no surprise that I've had this uh, this kind of idea around acceptance and it's important. But but theologically, there are real implications to that, because are we saying that our narrative about the divine is really changing now because we're no longer expecting God to, in the old-fashioned language, supernaturally intervene and change a circumstance. What we're asking for is the courage from the divine to face a circumstance. Yeah, I think, well, I think both, actually. You know, I, I, I don't want to give up on the former. That's the thing. I... Mm. I I I understand entirely where you're coming from, yeah. but I think I think I you know I think if things are wrong or evil, mm. for example, if you want to use that word, mm. um, I want them to change. I do, and I, yeah, if it means I God do. stepping in doing that, I'd want that to happen. I think often the thing is that that actually we are the answer to the prayer. But that's it. How does God step in? Well, God yes. doesn't God do it through us? Which, which I used to feel is a cop-out, but now I feel quite happy with that. Yes. That actually yes. how I will receive God's love is through one of God's ambassadors, <laughs> if you see what I mean. Well, I, I mean, I can't change. For example, I mean, a lot of my work, as people will know, is in representing Christians who face persecution. I can, there's not a great deal I, as an individual, can do about persecution, Christian persecution on the other side of the world, in North Korea mm. or whatever. But I can do something. You know, I can tell others about it. I could write mm. to Parliament. I could do all yeah. there are bits that yeah. I can do. So so I think I'm perfectly happy with doing all these things, with praying to God for mm. for change or for supernatural help or or to be with Christians in that part. I'm also perfectly happy with, with doing what I can. And I'm also I'm also quite quite well not happy, but I'm also ready to accept the fact that sometimes you there's nothing to be done. The thing won't change. Mm. And 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 then what do you do with that really? Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's I think it's all all the things together really. I think for me there's been a real shift in my thinking. Like I mentioned my brother at the start of the program. And yes. Everything. So, so you know, have I prayed for my brother? Have I asked God to heal him? Have I asked? Mm, no, I I haven't asked God to. Heal. You know what I sense is the right thing to do is to show him I really care for him and to encourage him and to support him however I can when he's in Mexico and I'm in Worthing. You know, it's it's not easy, but, but you know, I can stay in touch with him thanks to the wonders of modern technology. So I, I, I suppose I feel, look, I'm very content that God is and that God, God is close and within me. And for me, this is, you know, we've just been through Christmas and this is why the doctrine of the incarnation is so wonderful because that that shows me that god is not a distant god who's miles away the other side of the universe you know we talk about this all the time don't we but god is here god is present in the filth and the muck and the dirt and the everyday life you know in jesus life wasn't a barrel of laughs at least not at the beginning you know born born in very humble so and then having to flee for his life or his parents were fleeing with his life i suppose the baby jesus might not have been that aware of it i don't know um, heading off to each, you know, who knows what his life was like when he was 20, mm -hmm. making chairs. 
Well, it's very good chairs, I should imagine. Yeah, or maybe not. First question I ever got asked in, in theology class, the, the theology teacher was Nigel Wright. He said, did Jesus ever make a dodgy chair? Discuss. That was it. That was the, that was the opening lecture. <laughs> That's a brilliant question. It's great. So, so for me, the incarnation is so important because hmm. what that whole story is saying, here's God in the midst of it, in the ordinary, in the muck and the grime of life. So what do we learn about life? We learn that God isn't going to take all the muck and grime. Actually, to be human in this world is to to be born into dust and, you know, mm. the joy and the blessing and the curse and, you know, the whole thing. But actually, God's with us through it. And and so so what I, what I want to do is, as I get older, feel less and less like I'm alone and like I don't matter. And, and grow more and more in the divine love and the divine presence with me. I do not expect my life to be a barrel of laughs. And I do not expect to not encounter suffering. And I do not expect to not encounter grief and all the terrible things that go with life. But I think that what I can do is even in the terrible stuff, experience the divine presence. And, that, you know, my hope for my brother is that he will experience the divine love as he journeys through, you know, what is a very difficult time for him at the moment. See, that's interesting because I was going to ask you that. I was going to say, well, what would you pray for your brother? What, yeah. If you're not going to pray or if you don't feel you have, uh, I, thought, I don't want to use this word because it's not really fair, but for want of a better word, if you don't feel you have the faith, as it were, to yeah, pray yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. a miraculous healing, that's not, that's, you know what I mean? That's not, I'm yeah. not being. No, I do know what you mean. Okay. But what, what, because I think this is really actually quite um, real for lots of us. Is we need we need always to find a thing of well, if I can't pray that, what can I pray? What what will I pray for these people? I, I did something I don't normally do today. I prayed out loud for somebody else um, in a room, and and I prayed an encircling prayer right, for them. Yeah, um, which is you know those Celtic things we put them up on the website. Before. I'm happy to do that again if people find it helpful. But I say, God, you know, keep doubt and fear without keep joy and hope within keep you know it's this lovely idea of the the loving energy of god filling someone so that anxiety and pain and everything is is pushed out and and so i really have faith for that i can see that and i can see that i'm not necessarily asking for god to sort of miraculously knit the bones together i mean i think god does miraculously knit bones together because he's made human beings where bones actually do that mm. i mean it's extra you know we are self-healing beings it's so i regard that as a miracle i don't think god has to do necessarily something extra on top of that um for me so that's what i pray for my brother right now yeah. okay great i i'm wondering it's, I, you know, I'm thinking aloud, really. Mm. I, basically, which is what the podcast nearly always is. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm wondering with this acceptance thing whether it's to do with whether it's for us or other people. In mm. other words, it's you know what's the acceptance for us, or to see the glory in it, or to to learn how to give thanks in in all circumstances, mm. is about our situation for us. But it's not about necessarily for other people. For other people, oh. we can step in. And well, yeah, we can maybe. do something. Yeah. I, mean, um, I do think it's healthy to cry out to God for healing. You know, it's, yes. it's, it's just a healthy response, isn't it? This is the, this is the, the uh, conundrum, isn't it, that we're faced with it. 
your your epiphany has certainly put a cat amongst the pigeons here. I think it's a it's a it's a confusing epiphany. It is, I'm not it gonna, is a confusing I'm not, epiphany. Because I'm not going to lie. Part of what I've got to accept is my disappointment with God, because God's not who I created God to yes. be. God isn't yeah. the the wonderful fairy godmother figure that was going to come and just wave his or her magic wand and everything was going to be fine and no more pain and no more suffering and hooray Rachel's pregnant we're going to have a lovely baby and then when a miscarriage comes along you know it's like oh well mm, why is that and some people mm. think it's maybe because of sin or maybe some people think it's a result of the fall or, but anyway they've got to explain it away what I'm left with is why couldn't God if God's all powerful and almighty and all loving why couldn't have God done something so it's had to shift my yeah. theology it's it, you know that kind of event has to impact me and make me really consider now for some people i know they've had some much worse things than i've ever had to encounter and i can understand that they've just chucked it in they just said look if there's a god who loves us then you know where were they when xxx happened you know when this happened and you know all that terrible stuff and for, for me, what I can say was, well, that God never did exist. And that God was nowhere because that God has never existed. But uh, but I do believe that God is constantly with us. And actually, perhaps even in those most terrible of things that I've certainly, you know, journeyed with some people through, perhaps we can understand just how much God hurt with that mm. as well as you. So, so yeah, your your theology must change and morph, mustn't it? Yeah, I mean, as we always say in in the podcast, the acceptance of that God is a God of love, mm, and that's the absolutely. first first thing. Secondly, as you're saying, God is a God of presence. God is not distant, mm. but God is is present throughout, uh, and those two things I think can help us to maybe not accept but face certain things. With a, yeah. with a different attitude. And it yeah. seemed to me what yeah, your epiphany so, yeah. was sort of about was an acceptance that actually there are going to be these times, yeah. that they cannot be avoided, and that you yeah. can't spend the rest of your life trying to sort of dodge them. Exactly right, yeah, yeah. So I think that's a healthy way of looking at it, rather than saying, oh, I've got to just put up with whatever yeah. happens, whatever, yeah. which is, I don't think, what you're saying. No, no. But it's, it's the fact that I'm not going to try and... You know, I don't have to feel sort of unfairly treated or as if it's something's yeah. wrong if these things come my way because they are going to come my way. Yeah, and you know, you think of St. Paul's writings and you think how this poor guy is shipwrecked. I mean, it's not enough to be publicly flogged and face all the injustice of that sort of stuff, and yet he did it seemingly with a smile on his face, didn't he? He just had that great sense that the cause that he was involved with was so worth it. That God yes. is constantly with him, but then he still goes, on, you know, on a on a boat and gets shipwrecked. I wonder if he ever thought, "Oh, please give us a break." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure he did. Oh, I'm I sure the other done. people. I'm sure the people he were with, he was yeah. with, were thinking, "Oh no, oh no, it's not him coming on board, is it?" Oh no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know whether there were lots of prayer meetings not to be shipwrecked and not to be flogged but those aren't recorded in the bible it seems to be he always wanted courage courage that in the face of oppression he would have the courage to go ahead anyway with what he believed to be profoundly right and i think i think my prayer life is now consumed with that sort of thing rather than asking god to change a whole load of stuff i think it's about me changing and and, and trusting yeah i mean i do again come back to some of my work i 
meet Christians who they, they are praying a lot for mm. things to change, for yeah. their situations to change. But they're also uh, both praying for and demonstrating enormous courage and faithfulness. Yeah, They know whatever yeah. happens, they're not going to give up, basically. Yeah, that's... And, and so I think that's... You've always got to hold those yeah. things, you know. You've yeah. just got to hold those two possibilities, sure. really, I, I think. Well. Anyway, really interesting stuff. Well, your epiphany is just goes on and on, doesn't it? <laughs> it it's, goes on and on, doesn't it? <laughs> Thank you for saying that, because I think it's helpful just... It is impo- so important to hear voices from other cultures. Yeah, I mean, you know, do you I, I don't... Yeah. I, 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 it's, it's also easy to feel sort of guilty because you're faced with yeah. these people and, you you know, you yeah, think... Yeah. I'm not trying to do that at no, all. No, 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 it's really helpful. Yeah, no, genuinely. I just think it's you, it's it's not an either or; it's both and really kind of stuff. Anyway, look, let's let's move on to Becca's uh, email, shall we? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so so yes, so Becca said this. Uh, she said, uh, "Hi, Joe, Nick. I wanted to share a poem with you that I think really relates to the conversation about learning to listen to other people's emotions as we sit with them in the difficult times of life." I wrote this poem in the run-up to Christmas whilst my daughter was isolating with COVID. The time at home meant there were some moments of quiet instead of the usual hustle leading up to celebrations. The quiet gave me opportunity to really face up to some deep sorrows from the last couple of years. I felt there was an invitation to just sit with the sorrow instead of rushing on and getting it over with. I guess to be able to be a good friend, to be able to sit with others in the difficult emotions, we have to first be willing to sit with the emotions in ourselves. And then she says, thank you for the podcast each week. It really encourages me in my faith journey. Bless you. So um, before I read the poem, is there anything else you wish to declare? Oh, only to no. It's a great poem, so we're going to end with the yeah, poem. Yeah, aren't yeah, we? yeah, absolutely, um, yeah, absolutely. But so before we do that, it only remains to say the normal uh, thank you so much to everyone who writes in. Thank you to uh, oh, yeah. to everyone who contributes. If they want to send an email, uh, they send it to. Please do send it to Joe at midfaithcrisis.org. Love to hear from you. Thank you if you've uh, put any comments up on the Facebook as well, and. Um, yeah, thank, thank you. I mean, this is not a drag for us to go, oh, we better thank everyone. Thank you so much. No, Every, no. I cannot express enough how much we appreciate uh, your gifts to us. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you, everyone. And we'll be back next week. And we're going to end now with uh, Becca's, Becca's poem that she sent in. Yeah, and it's called Hello Season. Hello, sadness. You are welcome. Faithful companion. Slowing me down. Offering me connection. Hello, disappointment. You are welcome, optimistic friend, signalling something better, empowering me to wish for more. Hello, quiet. You are welcome, tender mother, holding me close, giving me breath. Hello, isolation. You are welcome, gentle guide, shining light on my inner self, imparting knowledge and truth. Hello, joy. You are welcome, timely sister, scattering sparkles, creating moments of laughter. Hello, contentment. You are welcome, constant teacher, showing me goodness, settling my heart. Hello, friendship. You are welcome, powerful cheerleader, calling forth greatness, accepting me right now. Hello, intimacy. You are welcome. Courageous role model, beckoning me closer, daring me to be seen. Hello, season. You are welcome. 
regular visitor, different each year, reminding me God is here.